you were going to start. <laughs> yeah, I was. So it's not all of a sudden, uh, uh, like a herky jerk, like you're learning how to drive stick. Okay. Uh. I am Joe. I'm Lee. And we are the Rewinders. We're uh, watching movies that we watched when we were kids mm-hmm. and seeing if they hold up as adults. Mm-hmm. Oh, we watched Die Hard, and it's amazing. I'm not going to beer on the bush. Die Hard kicks ass. Uh, for me, it was just the interesting um, moment of, for what we've done so far with this series, was... Mm-hmm. This one was the first one, I think, that I've watched where the pacing was immediately evident and good. It's a near-perfect action movie. Because you're right, it starts off great. Like You, you know what's going on, you know who the characters are, it's, it's, it's solid right, all the way through. And they don't mess around. No, no, they're not. And everything is in there for, with a purpose, and that's so interesting seeing as an adult, but... Let's see. As a kid, let's. I I think I was probably uh, ten or twelve when it came out. Uh So, doing math, that's my age, ish. (laughs) (laughs) But I did not see this. I saw this on TV, so it was edited. Oh sure. I don't know if you how you saw this. Um, I probably saw it on HBO. Yeah, because you, you. Yeah, I lived out in the sticks, so we didn't have cable. Yeah. But we rented a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I saw this on TV and definitely uh, edited out all the all the swear words and well, which we'll get to, and obviously the, a little bit of nudity that's in here because it was the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Although that was towards the end of of nudity in movies. Well, by nudity I mean topless women. Okay. I just noticed that as watching movies again that towards the nineties and okay, this is this came out in eighty eight. No more nudity. I think it shifted to comedies. I mean, that's where well, it was well, in the 70s. 70s and 80s, and then, school comedy, then nudity, sh- and then... That's where it kind of settled. It left but in action. action movies, it always was there, too, I thought. But. Yeah, but it's not really there now. No, but I mean, this is, this is towards the end of it, where it's starting yeah. to phase out. Anyway, but... Uh, yeah, so... But all the I remember all the violence, though, was still there. They left that in. I imagine on, most on of it would make it, except for mm-hmm. maybe the executions... Yeah, maybe a little bit of that was edited. I don't remember, but I just remember a lot of it was the bloody feet. Obviously, yep. I remember that being really traumatic as a kid. Of wow, that's because you can. That's what's good about the movies. You can. He's the everyman. You can picture yourself. Yep. What would you do in this situation? Which was great about the movie, and that's what I remember as a kid. Is oh, that would suck to step in, in bloody feet. Oh, it's got to hurt so bad. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my memory of it was, this is one of the the movies that my father enjoyed, Mm. so therefore I ended up watching it more. So uh, action movies like this would become a regular rotation in Mm -hmm. the house, and even though it had, you know, non-children friendly moments, hey, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. and it's, well, to be honest, it's true. I yeah. didn't care about that stuff. So I was always afraid of heights, too, growing up. And then, uh-huh. so yeah, they're in this really tall building. And him having to jump from the elevator shaft. No, no, no the, the ventilation shaft. The ventilation, and yeah. he's going down and the tension. Oh, it's just, it's filmed so well. But just, it looks, everything looks real. Like, it looked like they were actually doing that. Time, yeah. For the most part. Occasionally you could tell that's a, a green screen effect or, mm-hmm. or something else. But it really felt like they were... 
they shot in a building that was under construction, and I don't yeah, know. They did a good job of doing that, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say, uh, the, of course, the, the biggest thing that came out of this movie, for me, in my memory, was, of course, the number one tagline that everyone remembers, yep. the cowboy line. Mm-hmm. I that, that did not stick with me as a kid, because it was edited. edited. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, instead of yippee ki motherfucker, it was yippee ki melon farmer. <laughs> and then I remember talking to a, another uh, co-worker and just talking about movies, and he remembers it being dubbed Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. It's so bizarre. I don't know if that was for one of the sequels or what, but that's so bizarre that that was edited out. Yeah. That's weird. And that happened a lot, and, and I, as we keep on doing this, and doing action movies and stuff like Square Words, yeah, it'll change. They, they they edit out stuff, and you, you can obviously tell. Oh, yeah. Edited TV, which is, yeah, gone now, but... <laughs> well, um... So, it's very 80s, and like you said, off, oh, the, yeah. Yeah, off the top, so... Well, actually, uh, the first scene was great. He's on the airplane, mm-hmm. the camera comes out, you don't see John McClane yet, every man, and he, he's focuses on the ring, on his wedding ring. Yep. Comes on out, so, and then... He's talking to the uh, just a business guy or whatever on the plane. Yeah, John McClane's nervous about flying, so he, the uh, business guy tells him, "Hey, you know what to do to calm down? Take off your shoes when you get out, stretch, and put your feet on some carpet." And that's just amazing. Then later on, I mean, mm-hmm. the entire time he is fighting the terrorists, the robbers, the bad guys without shoes, and that's a great reason. Yeah, like a callback. And even though, as an adult watching through it and knowing why that whole segment happened. Mm-hmm. I I tried to imagine, you know, well, what if I didn't know where this movie was going and yep. that they were foreshadowing? My whole thought process got stuck on why would, after you're done flying, doing this in the carpet, help with your anxiety while flying? Yes. I was like, huh? Huh? But it still worked. But yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like okay, no, whatever. whatever. That's fine. So John McClane, yeah, he's no longer he's uh, a New York cop, but he's going to L.A. to with his estranged wife. Well, they've been separated for six months because she got a better job yep. with, and of course, it's the '80s, so Japanese businessmen mm-hmm. in a high tech building with computers, slimeball executives, <laughs> coke, cocaine, big hair. Yep. yep, everything was there. It was great. Oh, and smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah, yeah. They were smoking yeah. cigarettes, not as much as other uh, like Ghostbusters, like, but I remember as a kid. And see now, yeah, there's no more smoking in in movies or even TV. It's, it's very it's little. very little. It's very little, and usually especially not, in TV, I think it's pretty much yeah, done on TV. I think you're right. And a hero would never smoke a cigarette. No, now. no, no. But um, yeah, so he gets picked up by Argyle, the limo, <laughs> the limo driver. Yeah, and it's it's Christmas Eve, and he's going to a Christmas party. He's been invited by his estranged wife, um, Holly, and they're going. To, I think I think it was to, to try to get together again. Or to uh, that see. was his that was whole his. idea. She wasn't even sure if he was coming. Type That's, of thing. Well, yeah, it was kind of. I mean, it, it seemed ambiguous. Of kind yeah. of, hey, come by, and but then when they do see each other, you could tell that oh, yeah. they 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 messed up and they want to get back together. Yes. Um. And as I also remember as a kid, is this that the actress who played Holly? I I don't know who she is. I've never seen her in other movies. No, but, doesn't um, stand out. But I remember her always looking 
older than Bruce Willis, like more of a mother. I don't know if it was just the big 80s hair or yeah, what. I think it was the big 80s hair. I think it was, but I just never pictured... You know, Bruce Willis, I mean, he, here he has hair. <laughs> Uh, yes. I mean, to to take from that point, so far you're introduced to basically the first of many what I'll call jerks in the movie. Yes. It's kind of, it, you don't run, because like the first three people you kind of meet are not. Yeah, and, he, uh, yeah, yeah. our guy, the limo driver, he is a young, young, talkative guy. Yeah. And he he's like, yeah, I'll be there for you, I'll just go, I'll park the limo in the basement. Uh, the parking ramp, and if if you don't make uh, work, doesn't work out with the misses, we'll we'll take get to your hotel, no problem. Mm-hmm. I'll just hang out down here. But basically, once you leave this introductory part yeah. of the movie, there's only one more. Yeah. Oh, where's one more nice person mm-hmm. left in all of L.A. And that's why it's great because yeah, he uh, and John McClane is on his own then, and then he runs into Ellis, the sleazeball executive, works yep. with his wife, and he's. Definitely hitting on his on, on Holly. Yep. But then it happens pretty quick then. Uh, Alan Rickman, Hans Gruber, yes. comes on into this building and, yeah, with his gang of, of blonde uh, <laughs> Germans. I know, they're not Austrian, so you can't say that they're, um, you know... They're, they're, I thought they were straight up Germans. They, they are, they are. Yeah. They're straight up Germans, but it's just... The whole Fabio look permeated yes. through their whole gang. Yeah, they all had long... Most of them had long blonde hair. I know there's the two brothers, but they're breaking into this big high-tech building, and they're all professional guys. They, they go in quickly, and they know they have it all mapped out, of course. Yep. And then, um, Which is also a nice thing, because it's been a while since you've been introduced to a group of people that have surgical precision and yes. doing what they're doing, and they're bad mm-hmm. guys. Yep. They just get in and do it. They get shoot it, yep. people. They yep. do everything. It's like, well, good. Yep, they have the high tech guy who, a computer whiz, of course, nerd goes in, and, and he they're in, and you really don't know exactly what's going on, but you can tell they're going, they're trying to break into something. Yeah, and then go upstairs to the holiday party on the thirtieth floor, and they they round them all up, and everyone's oh no terrorists, they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily John McClane is off to the side, so he's nice, and, and then he sees and tries to call for help, and. Uh, I'm trying to remember the first. What is the first thing he the does? The first thing he does is he tries to set off the fire alarm. That's right, and that great idea. And that's another part of you're trying to put yourself. What would you do in the situation? Yeah, hide in a closet <laughs> would be the best thing to do. But he's a cop. Yeah, and the the police, the fire department's coming, and then uh, since one of I think one of the guys in the he's in the the bad guys has taken over in the front desk yep. in the lobby and he looked like um, Huey Lewis to me. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I can this see time, that. He looked like Huey Lewis and he calls now and says, no, it's fine, it was just a faulty system. Yep. And then he turn around like, no, the, the, I the don't fire think that's a legal the thing to do. has to come yeah. and legally check out your fire system. <laughs> but, whatever, it's Christmas Eve, they didn't feel like having to <laughs> check all that stuff out. That's his first, first failure of trying to get, trying to get some communication Oh yeah, because they cut all the phone lines. They, yep. It's a high tech uh, building, so they cut off all the all the um, other security features and whatnot. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Lock, everything's been locked down because they're they're high tech. But <laughs> <laughs> just try, where does it go from there? There's because, a lot of little things that happen at that point because he does reconnaissance at that point, so right. he learns who they all are. Yeah, he, that's right. Because he, he's yeah, John McClane figures out that oh okay, there's these many guys. They're they're trying to do something. He 
he wrote down Hans on his arm. He wrote down at least three or four names mm-hmm. on his arm, and then started doing uh, ticks about how many people there were that he saw. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he killed. He he managed to get one because they start. They're all over the building like a cat and mouse type thing, and he, yeah. he kills one of the guys, um, and he puts and he puts his body in the elevator. Go down. A message says, uh, "I killed one of you assholes." Ho ho ho. Yeah, now I have a machine no, gun. But I, now I have a machine gun, and that's when he listens in above the elevator yep. to figure out what's going on. And uh, oh, that's what I thought. He tries putting on. He tries to get his shoes, but he is, his the the bad guy's shoes are too small. Then I thought, yeah. why don't you just grab his socks? You could <laughs> something something for your feet instead of running around. He had plenty of times to make makeshift shoes in this movie. Plenty of times just to just grab some cloth and just wrap up your feet. But yeah. whatever. Um. So he he's while he's doing he's playing cat and mouse trying to and trying to figure out how, how do I get how do I get the police here how do I get any sort of help out there because it cut off all communications he goes to the top roof and he finally because he has a walkie talkie took yep. stuff he gets out and then he calls for help and nine one one doesn't believe him yeah which other language doesn't make any sense yeah and their whole the way they fight back on the radio is like this yes. what. Yeah, the, the, on the other line, the nine one one operator doesn't. This is a secure line. He's yeah, I know. Come in, come in and arrest me because of that. I don't care. No, she wasn't even listening at all. Yeah, it it mm-hmm. was a, a kind a of a bizarre. Call. But that falls into the line of everyone is a jerk. Everyone's a jerk. Everyone's against John McClane, and yep. no matter what he does, it's just oh, I, I, it should work. Why is this working? <laughs> but then they manage to send out another hero. Carl Winslow. Yep. <laughs> of Family Matters. Oh, that he's just great. It's just, yeah, growing up watching that show and then not, and now knowing, you know, going back and seeing him there like, yeah. as, a, as a cop, like, they're definitely tied together. <laughs> that is Carl Winslow. And he's yeah. A likable guy. Go check it out. And goes in there, talks to the, talks to <laughs> Huey Lewis. <laughs> And he's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Here's my southern accent. Yes. And then John McClane had killed another guy up above and th- threw the body onto his car. car. Like, All right, finally. That yeah. that was enough. And then they started shooting at, at Carl Winslow in the cop car. And, I, and they, finally, okay, there's help coming. It's great. Yeah. And that goes throughout the entire movie is, as John McClane is hiding, talking to Carl Winslow on the walkie-talkie was was great. Um, oh yeah, yeah, because they formed a really good friendship. Because he's the only, you know, he's the only one that understands what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then you get the principal of the uh, police, uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's principal <laughs> comes by, and he's like, "Um, I'm deputy." Oh no, Ferris Bueller's principal is the uh, yes, reporter. He, no, no, yes, no, he is. No, Ferris Bueller's principal is the deputy police. No, the reporter no, 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 is no. no. <laughs> I know who you're thinking of because these these are all there's a bunch of character actors in this movie. You're thinking of of the Ghostbusters guy. He is the reporter. Wait a minute, he's not the... He, no, oh, you're right, because that's a totally different guy. Yes, yes. Walter Peck. Yes. Walter Peck in Ghostbusters, the, the character there is the report, the sleazy reporter yeah, 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 yeah. That, that they are overhearing about the commotion at... at and uh, he's the principal for Ferris Bueller. No, no, that's a different actor. The <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. We just went through this. We just went through, we just went through this. Sorry, yeah. my bad. I noticed that, too. And, <laughs> yep. 
Hey there, this is Lee. Just stopping the podcast real quick to make a correction. I kept on saying that the deputy police chief in Die Hard was being played by the actor, Paul Gleason, who was the principal in uh, The Breakfast Club. I kept on saying he was the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That is wrong. Jeffrey Jones plays the dean of students in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Paul Gleason plays the assistant principal in The Breakfast Club, who you see here in Die Hard. Okay, I'll stop making mistakes. Uh, back to the podcast. So the the police are completely incompetent, except, except for Carl Winslow. And then they bring in they try they try breaking in with the SWAT team, and no, of course it doesn't work. They have the missile launchers. missile launchers. They're so prepared that they're, they're exactly <laughs> ridiculously prepared. prepared. Yep. And then you found out throughout the movie that they're trying to steal uh, six hundred forty million dollar bearer bonds. Yeah. As a kid, I had no idea. Oh no! What no, on earth no. is a but. All you have to do, dollars, good enough. Okay, they're trying to steal money out of the safe of this corporation. And for a kid, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, they're breaking into a safe. They're breaking into a safe. Neat. Money. Money, okay. You know that that's what it is. So they're, they're trying to they have to break through seven different locks or whatever. Yeah. And that's what the nerdy guy is doing. He's hacking through it. He's drilling through. Mm-hmm. Well, well they're, it, things are escalating. It's getting more and more well. And John McClane is taking out people here now, and there. After the the missiles, there is the the moment that I just was I didn't really remember. Okay, and it was hey, I need to get the guys who are shooting missiles so they stop shooting missiles. So what does yeah. John McClane do? He shoves four detonators into C four or four of those things, yeah, yeah. and chucks it down an elevator shaft with a inside a computer, computer on monitor. A- which sure. then sets it off and blows mm-hmm. that whole floor out, and then huge, all this stuff. A huge explosion, yeah, and takes them all and takes out those two. Which would definitely guys. affect the structural integrity of that building at the scale that it was showing. The way that it showed it was, yeah, this massive explosion that it would have taken out the entire building, probably. Yeah, I, it it just was one of those moments of like, what? Yeah, and then he he look he he throws it over and looks down the shaft, and then. He doesn't realize all the fire that comes back up. He could have totally rode the blast, but chose <gasps> not to. <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I think he saves that for later movies where he's more of a... He does ride human. the blast in this movie, though. When he's on the rooftop? When he's on the rooftop. Okay. Well, it's 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 kind of like gliding the blast. I guess so. Yeah. I think you're right. So, yeah, he, he, saved, he takes out those two other guys that were shooting rocket launchers. Yep. Missiles. And then... The FBI comes in. And of course, another team of competent <laughs> jerks. jerks. Yeah, just jerks. Like, yeah, we know what we're doing. This is Agent Johnson, and that's Agent Johnson. One's a black guy, one's uh, Robert Davi, another character actor. And and then, of course, they no relation. Waka, 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 waka. They're just yeah. having a good time. They don't yeah. care about the hostages. Nope. There's whatever we're in charge now, Mm-mm-mm. but that's everyone's attitude. Yes, and, that, and that's the tone throughout the movie. And you see, then, yeah, Carl Winslow rolls his eyes, and before he's trying to convince his his police boss, uh, Ferris Bueller's principal, and then he realizes, oh yeah, you're right, and then he rolls his eyes at the FBI agents. But their plan, the FBI's plan, is to oh they they start to finally talk to Hans Gruber. Oh no, that's right, Ellis. Remember Ellis. What happens to him? Who's Ellis? Ellis is a sleazeball oh, executive. Oh, the, the executive. Yeah, the cocaine, Sorry. The cocaine addict. He, he's a slimy... He's he like, okay, I can I can figure out how to get out of this, because I know who, who John McClane is, and he goes over to Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman, who is amazing. 
evil. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> and he's like, come on. And he goes up, gets on the walkie-talkie with and tries to tell tell John to give up, basically. Yeah. And it doesn't work. No. And then Hans Gruber just, just playing along. They give him a give him uh, some soda and then they just shoot him in the head. Yeah. Yep. And then that's when the FBI agents say, forget it, we're going in. We're going to get helicopter. We're going to turn out the power. Yep. And then come in with helicopters. But that was the important part that Hans Gruber knew was going to happen. Knew was going to happen because of he studied terrorist things and he watched 60 Minutes. I would assume. That he mentioned in the movie. <laughs> so now the, the, the doors have opened to the safe. Yeah. And as soon another, as they cut the power. And that's another thing I remember as a kid. I was happy for them when. The doors open up, and you see, oh, they finally made it. Well, they're happy. They're so happy. Like, and, hey, someone's happy in the movie. And then they played Ode to Joy. Well, they've been playing it off and on throughout the film. I think Hans Gruber was humming it a lot. But then it just, just it opens. Yeah, da, yeah, da, yeah da, oh, totally. Da, 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 and then, oh, yeah, as a kid, like, all right, they did it, great. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So now they have the money, and their big escape plan is to, yeah, they're going to put all the, all the hostages on the roof. Yep. They demanded helicopters come in, but then the FBI is just like, oh, we're going to have gunship helicopters, and we're going to shoot them all. Yeah. 25% hostages will get, probably get killed. I can live with that. It's fine. We're cocky this sons of bitches. so dumb. But yes, that's their plan. Yeah, and that way, explosion, and they said, in all the confusion, we can escape then and get out of there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and the media. That was the other, other one of my notes, because they had <laughs> Walter Peck, the actor, whoever plays Walter <laughs> try to... And knowing a lot more about how the media works. Yeah. Well, and you know also. Yeah. That's not how that. How no. the media doesn't can't doesn't have that much power or any power at all to do anything. Yeah, really. I'm I'm with you. It's just like it. it I kind of tuned it out because it yeah. fell into wow. They're portraying everyone to be a jerk. So even the reporter yeah. was a jerk. The anchor yeah. was a jerk. The guy who was, like, the floor crew chief was a jerk. And why was he <laughs> handing out live trucks? Yeah. It was I so, don't know. It was so weird. Yeah, and on the news, uh, they had a, a hostage negotiation... Um, interview. Interview, and he was just going on about this nonsense psyche, like, how, how, uh, how people that are held captive, how they start to think. Which just is nonsense. And it doesn't play into the movie, no, which... not at all. Was one of the breaking things of everything kind of has its purpose, but that the purpose of that stuff wasn't to tell you little tidbits about what's happening. It was just to show that the media are a bunch of jerks. Yeah, the media are a bunch of jerks. Yeah, and then it's just like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And so, but then the, the reporter figures out, oh, it's John McClane. They 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 finally figure yeah. out because he talked to Al, they figure out it's uh, his name. His name is John McClane. Mm-hmm. So they go get his address. Like, oh, his kids are here. Yeah. yeah. And go and interview them, and then Hans Gruber sees the the picture on on Holly's desk of the family together, and, and puts them all together. John McClane took all the the detonator caps, yeah, or, or, yep. or whatever. Still, they're they need they can't kill John McClane or have to get him because their big plan is to blow up the roof. Roof, yep. And so they have to get John McClane. So when Hans Gruber goes upstairs to try to just to find it, see if he could rig something together. They run into each other, mm-hmm. and then Alan Rickman has to do his best American accent. Which isn't that which good. Which is not good. No. And then later, John McClane's like, oh, you're really tricky with that good American accent. No, it was horrible. See, but I took that as sarcasm this time around. Oh, okay. Because even though oh, they, yeah. had, they set it up that 
it could be interpreted one way. I think John McClane was playing him the whole time because he had already seen Hans Gruber in the elevator when he was doing reconnaissance. So oh, yeah. I have to believe he was playing dumb in that scene. Did you and see that's, him? Yeah. I guess he didn't look through the Hans vent. Gruber was oh, yeah. in the elevator, and the camera shot through the vent, and oh, you yeah. could see him. Oh, I, I missed that. That's true. He was playing him, too. Yeah, he, when he gives him the gun... Yeah, because Hans Gruber pretends. Oh, I'm just the. Uh, I just got. I just Some uh, Matthew Clay or whoever. Yeah, whatever. And that name's on the board, on the right board, behind him. Yeah, and he figured it out. Like, I'm just a hostage. I escaped. He gives him the gun. Of course, there's no. And that's another thing. Now, as an adult, you can tell when uh, a handgun has uh, ammunition in it or not. There's a much different weight to it. But that's just knowing things, I guess. But anyway, yeah. Then now they know who each, each other are. Yep. And he and Hans Gruber takes note. Ah. He doesn't have shoes on. Mm-hmm. So then when the bad guy, he calls the bad guys up, then they shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. Oh, so good. Shoot the glass. See, and I always thought you actually saw him, like, running through the glass. It was only one time. It was more just... Well, but you he, don't even see him going through the glass. You see him looking at the door. You oh, see yeah, him looking the, at the glass. Oh, yeah. And then the next thing you do is you see him dragging himself into the bathroom. That's true. Yeah, a lot of blood. So as a kid, I must have created that yep. somewhere. I think you're right because I did the same thing. Well, effective filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's taking. Yeah, so John McClane's taking out tons of of the bad guys, mm-hmm. and now everyone's on the roof. It, they 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 got the money. The bad guy. The bad guys put all the the the, civil, the hostages on the roof, and the FBI agents come in. And the C four is all armed, so the roof will blow. The roof, yeah, the roof is going to blow up. One of the bad guys was his brother. He killed his brother, so the one of the other long haired guys. And they have a big. They have a really cool fight scene together. Yeah. I, well, I liked it because it wasn't. Cor- completely choreographed as now in a lot of movies and, are. Yeah, but there are still elements of what I took a note of as German karate yeah, happening. And, and it's like... Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember as a kid thinking, wow, that guy really knows... Uh, not knowing. Yeah. He really knows martial arts. He's, he's No, but... And as a kid, I always hated, um, because John McClane's a good guy, and in other movies, when the, when the good guy would get their asses kicked, I would hate that in movies. It, uh, <laughs> like in Superman, when he would get beat up, I hated it. I, I did not like it, and the same was here, of, of of the good the good guy getting beat up that badly. Like maybe a punch or two is okay, but I don't know what it was as a kid. Just hating. Well, he's hating the good him. guy, and then, and then like, good guy. Maybe that's what it that was. Can't happen. Good guys. That, that doesn't happen to good guys. They're the ones that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they get hit twice, but not karate chopped and karate kicked. You didn't watch things. Rocky as a kid, did you? Yeah, but he always won. Yeah, he got beat up, but a lot. But that's that was every di- time. <laughs> I was emotionally attached to John McClane, <laughs> not Rocky. Not Rocky. Screw him. No, I wanted Drago to win later on, <laughs> and Mr. T. I wanted the I, robot to win. Yeah, of course you want the robot. The robot's great. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, he kills this. He kills a long-haired German uh, uh, Fabio guy. Hangs him. Hangs him with chain, a chain. chain. Yep. Slams it. Amazing. Then the FBI yeah, thinks that John McClane is a terrorist. They shoot at him, and then detonator goes. Yeah, they get all the all the people are off the roof though. Oh yeah, that's right. All the people get he gets yeah John McClane being the hero gets him off the roof, mm-hmm. and then this is the riding the blast off. He the rides roof the blast, moment. and he grabs the hose, fire hose, the fire hose, and goes over. 
And oh, as someone who hates heights, again, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, I no, I would never. I would have died. I would have died right away. Yeah, I, I probably would have yeah. many times before this. But I probably would have tried. Like, oh, I have a gun. Let me try. No, I'm dead. <laughs> nope, didn't even get that far. Breaks some glass on the outside and gets on and then gets in. Mm-hmm. And now he has to go. And there's, I think, there only Hans Gruber, the Huey Lewis guy, and they have they have. His wife has a hostage now. Yeah. I mean, one of the bad guys, he looked, He was uh, Vigo. He yeah, played, Vigo yeah. from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. This movie is chock full of people I recognize. It's is he, it, was he the blonde-haired guy, the long blonde No, he, he was the guy shooting the missiles. He was a missile launcher okay. guy. Okay. He, he's a little more again. rough-faced sure, yeah. guy. I mean, he's Vigo, the Carpathian. He, and that's the only thing I noted. Yeah, he's just beat up. His, his yep. white tank top he's wearing is now just brown, brown. and full of blood. He's getting shot. He, he yeah, so he runs through the glass, has that fight sequence with the long-haired blonde guy. Almost, yeah. Almost where he's just... running and uh, stuff like that. Then in this next bit with Hans and his his guy, they shoot him in the shoulder. Yeah. And he's still fighting, which leads me to believe John McClane is a Terminator. A Terminator, which there is in later movies, all the stuff, it gets... Hyped, oh yeah, bigger and bigger. Yes. How does he survive? He's probably a Terminator. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He taped a gun on his back, puts his hands up, and that's another thing in movies. Always making the bad guys laugh. Like, yeah, because I've noticed that in, disarming, in, disarming, disarming them and making them laugh, and then shoots them. Yeah, has a gun and is taped to his is bare back, and then shoots them both. But Even though their guns are ready, and their guns his are ready. is not ready. Yep, just just he's that much faster. He's a cowboy. Well, that's that's right. He does. He is a yep, cowboy. They he do fast draws. So I can give that a passing grade because mm-hmm. they've set that up. He said, "All oh, yep." Hans Gruber called it. Oh, you're a cowboy. Yep. I see. So he, he has the fast draw. Yep, fast Makes draw it, ability. It is now okay. <laughs> so then, yeah, Hans is he got shot in the shoulder head. I don't remember, and he's. Grabs his, uh, the wife and he's about to fall and he's dragging her with until they release the this this, this is what I noticed this time around is they mentioned the Rolex yes you noticed it too this time or, I or you noticed I, it before I didn't really pay attention to it before but now I'm like okay we got symbolism here yeah Ellis uh, earlier said oh Holly's doing such a great job they gave her a they gave her a watch a Rolex she's yeah. doing so well and so then you you see it here is. Hans is holding on to her arm and Rolex, and they let it go. Yep. Oh, super. Effectively saying yep. that she's tossing aside all this stuff to go back with John. Mm-hmm. This movie's great. Hans de- falls to his death, and the It's stunt- a g- good fall. Great good stunt. stunt. Really good stunt. Yeah, the camera goes back out. You see the, the stunt guy falling really, really high up from high mm-hmm. up, and crashes and dies and falls down. They all get out. They meet Carl Winslow for the first time. Big buddy hug. Yep. So like, hey, you helped me get through a hard time. We're gonna, we're gonna hang out together. And then, then we have oh, a no. zombie moment. The zombie moment. But what set up before though was Carl. While well, they're talking down a little, little slower part of the movie, when we find out that Carl Winslow, the reason why he's a desk jockey is he accidentally shot a thirteen-year-old kid yep. who had a toy gun. Yep. Which was something that happened in the eighties quite frequently until they started putting. Red. Orange caps, yeah, orange caps on the ends huh? of guns, and yeah, that was a really good moment with them talking to each other. Yeah, and then 
said, I, I haven't been able to draw a gun on anyone since I made that mistake. And then the, Protecting. the zombie moved, the, yeah. the blonde-haired guy who thought it was... Long, 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 obviously long. He was hanging for a long time. Yeah. It, nope. He comes up with his machine gun, and <laughs> nope. Carl Winslow with his hand cannon. Yep. <laughs> Saves the day, kills the last guy. Getting to the limo. Limo with Argyle. Oh yeah, Argyle. Who uh, smashed a van? Now he was in the he was in the parking lot the entire time, listening to rocking out because he's in a limo. He's young. He's he was like calling oh, his ladies, calling his ladies. I got a CD player here. Got full <laughs> full bar. It's great. But then he notices the nerdy guy, the tech guy, the bad guy. Yeah. And I was like that as a kid. He, he smashes it into the car, uh-huh. the, the, the getaway car, and then he punches him in the face. Knocks him out. That was so good. It was so satisfying. Like, all right, good job, Argyle. <laughs> and then they're together, and that's the end. Yeah. And, I mean, they don't dwell on it. The no. ending doesn't... Right. N- nothing. It's like, that was it. Done. We're out. Yep. Awesome. This movie definitely holds up. It's a classic action movie yeah i don't think the 80s really ruin it no no sometimes so, 80s can ruin things the style of yeah the the hair um the clothes aren't that bad no. and the only thing uh, the other thing i noticed was a lot of the decor of the office was yeah. tacky yeah but other than that it all is really a solid forgivable movie. things mm-hmm. in my mind mm-hmm. the unforgivable thing in this movie for oh, me oh i guess yeah what's bad about this movie the random inserted one-liners. I it, it's although we had the yippee line. Okay. We had tons of all these like like they were feeling out one-liners throughout the whole movie to see which one would That's true. take hold, and they all have them. The FBI had a yeah, what, you know, a whatever. You you even said they're one-liner. Twenty-five percent casualties. I can live with that. Oh, and that was the other one. Um, uh. And as they're flying through in the helicopters, uh, the older one says, Oh, this is just like Saigon! And the other guy says, I was in kindergarten, yeah. or I was in grade school, grade school. you dumbass. <laughs> it's yeah, just you're right. all these, and, and my feeling was it's like they, they had a good script, <laughs> and then some producer's teenage son was just like, This would be awesome if they said this! And it's like, yeah, ah. They're probably just feeling it through the movie. Um, yeah, what what? But yeah. adding more comedy to it, maybe it it might have been. But I mean, the eighties were all about one liners and action that's movies. That's so that's true. that's what led me to feel that these were just kind of put in there because, like, well, it's an action movie. This is what people do in action movies. They say, yeah. you know, let some steam and off and, and a little bit, yeah, and a little bit of nudity because I was in action movies at the time. Of, oh, like, walk, like two people were having sex. Yeah, they walk in or the nudie picture, yep. which actually this time around was very good because. As you're watching it, this building is... It, you're going around yep. everywhere. He, he, he goes by a uh, construction spot. Someone put up a Playboy uh, picture up. Mm-hmm. Looks at it. Goes around. He's getting lost. And as a viewer, you're getting lost. But he comes back around and you see, oh, there it is again. So yep. now you know where he is. And they that have was- those like uh, in those in more industrial-looking areas. Mm-hmm. They have uh, one... Uh, a duct was tagged with Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know, but it was. And that was the way, so you knew where you were. Yeah. So you associate those tags with certain scenes, so you're like, oh, okay, now he's where all the C4 is. Now he's in that hallway that connects all the elevators yep. and the air ducts. It, it's it's well done. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything bad about this movie, but I really can't think of anything besides, just, yeah, just the cheesiness of it. There's But... No, it's 
Great movie. Does the does your memory of it get in the way of anything of watching it now? I don't. I don't think so. Are you? Do you <laughs> was there anything um, that you thought you saw the first few times around that now when you watch it you're like, what was I thinking that made? Just, yeah, be, be, I, uh, no. I'm really, <laughs> I'm, I'm, th- uh, this is different from the other movies that we've done so far, and probably will do that. This one is just it. It's high up there for a reason. I think yeah, people like this movie, and after I mean, I haven't watched it in years. Okay, and. Uh, yeah, I can I can attest to saying that I understand why people like it. Am I going to be breaking this movie out to watch again anytime soon? Nah, probably not. But... I will. <laughs> it's, a it's a great Christmas movie. Yeah. And first Christmas song they play, Run, Run DMC. DMC. Yep. I was and just I, like, you get a big thumbs up for that movie. I think John McClane, yeah, it was with Argyle, and he says, this isn't Christmas music. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, so good. Definitely watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch yeah. it. I kind of want to watch it again. Well, I got a TV. We got a TV? Let's do it. Let's right. crank, crank it up. All right. Well, if you want to send us a message, give us some pointers, uh, let us know what movies you think we should be watching. Or how how we should do it. How uh, how, how we should... How should we do it? How we should do it. Go, go, go about... As we're still filling out this podcast. Yep. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, any pointers, any anything would be great. Oh, what's really important, though, is to go on um, iTunes and subscribe and rate and give us a review. That bumps us up. Indeed. And that's always good. Yeah, if, if we get anything, I'm sure there's more possibilities of showing up on suggestion lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but the email is the, the Rewind- Rewinders Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And... Facebook. Facebook. Facebook it. You know how to Facebook. And if you don't, you know how to email, right? <sighs> if you don't know how to do those two things, how how are you here? How, what, what, what are you... What happened? What are you doing? Well, we're going to go back and apparently watch more Die Hard. yippee ki melon farmer.